1: on Global News Radio. 803 on this Monday night. So let's talk about an idea, but it's it's not a new one and it is one that is getting more attention and support with a petition now going around marking the 200, and, I guess 10,000 mark. It is the idea of opening borders between Canada, New Zealand, Australia and the UK. And the proposal would give you the freedom to move with less paperwork, permits, could strike up trade deals, maybe advance foreign policy cooperation. You may have heard of it. It's called the Kanzuk movement, and it's a fight to create a four-country alliance. And what does it mean for us? I think those pushing for it say it offers more freedom to maybe work in one of these countries. Maybe you could retire, hassle-free. But they also claim it could be good for the economy, diversify things like trade, and improve immigration. So the downside? Do these countries want to do it? And is there enough demand? Let's ask the man himself who is penning this. His name's James Skinner. He's the executive director of the Commonwealth Freedom of Movement organization. James, let me ask you, I mean, is there enough demand for what you're proposing?
0: Uh, there certainly is. So um, our online petition has uh, just surpassed 210,000 signatures. Uh, from citizens across the Kansas countries, a lot of those in Canada. Uh, We've also got support from senior politicians as well. For example, the leader of the opposition in Canada, Andrew Scheer, Mm. um, supports a free trade agreement and freer movement between these countries. Um, The shadow foreign affairs minister, Erin O'Toole, has actually endorsed um, our platform and actually used it as part of his leadership uh, candidacy for the Conservative Party back in February of last year. Uh, Not only that, we've also got support from uh, the Foreign and Commonwealth Secretary Boris Johnson in the United Kingdom who wishes to see closer cooperation between these countries in terms of trade and immigration. Uh, former Prime Minister of Tony Abbott also endorses us for a you know, freer movement between these countries. Uh, ACT party leader in New Zealand, David Seymour, also supports us. Um, there's numerous politicians and a lot of public support for this initiative, and it's something that we're looking to capitalize on um, as time progresses and as, also as Kansak negotiations uh, begin in due course.
1: I mean, there doesn't seem like a lot of downsides when you're talking about the particular countries uh, in question being Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and the UK. And, and what the proposal would do is essentially give us the freedom to travel back and forth, maybe live uh, without doing the cumbersome paperwork. Um, it would free up trade. There are, there are a lot of benefits to it, but some of your critics say this is nothing but a step backwards. In fact, um, you know, it's it's almost like a fantasy. Uh, I, I think the the wording, and I don't want to put words in this person's mouth, but kind of made it sound like, well, this is just like a white person project.
0: Um, I I would obviously 100% disagree with them because that holds no ground whatsoever. I mean, the reason we introduced cancer. Uh, being Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the UK is because these countries are so similar economically and socially that free movement and free trade would work between them. I mean, for example, they each share the same uh, head of state, Queen Elizabeth II. They each share uh, common law. They each share the Westminster-style parliamentary system, uh, the same common language. They have very good economic growth rates, very good GDP per capita rates, very good methods of tackling unemployment. Uh, very good methods of tackling uh, cybersecurity issues and counter-terrorism initiatives. I mean, the list, list goes on and on as to why these countries would be so good. Uh, in terms of working together for free movement and free trade. To say it's simply uh, you know, a, a white commonwealth initiative makes no sense. I mean, for, for example, if it was a white commonwealth initiative that we were promoting, we would have brought Cyprus and Malta into it. Uh, but you'll notice that we haven't because their economies are simply not comparable with these four major economies. Um, you'll also notice as well that these uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the UK are majority Christian countries too, but nobody seems to you know, bring up the point that you know, we're campaigning for the, erad- the eradication of uh, Islam, Sikhism or Buddhism. It's simply just it's nothing more than an argument to draw attention to those who want to cry out racism and mm-hmm. every opportunity they can when there is no grounds whatsoever to do so. It's simply because these countries are so similar economically and socially that they would work under free movement and free trade. And that is what we're looking to capitalize on and also encourage in terms of uh, future negotiations for Kandek.
1: Because there is a lot of conversation about open borders, but it goes to your point where people say, just open the borders, period, and we'll just get everybody migrating anywhere they want, going anywhere they want, which I think most people would have a big problem. But when you put it into um, the way you explain it, we would be doing it with nations that share the same values, same economic practices, uh, and who we can both, I think, better, uh, all of us could better each other.
0: I mean, certainly as well. And um, we're not even proposing that the borders are completely open and anyone and everyone from these countries is welcome to come into uh, these countries. Uh, what we're actually proposing is for Canada and the United Kingdom to sign accession agreements with Australia and New Zealand uh, onto the Trans Tasman Travel Agreement in terms of free movement. So with Australia and New Zealand right now, those citizens of those countries uh, uh, engage in free movement with each other, providing they have no security issues, providing they are not on the terrorist watch list, providing they have no um, contagious health condition, providing citizens comply with um, health and character requirements, these citizens can move freely between those countries. And that's simply what we're saying for Canada and the United Kingdom to join on to as well, is that as long as citizens um, you know, obey the law, they're law-abiding citizens, and they have no security or health concerns, they are free to move between these countries, just as citizens of Australia and New Zealand move freely between their countries. You know, it, it's obvious that, you know, in the 21st century, um, you know, there are security issues about them. We would be, it'd be ridiculous to ignore those, um, you know, those problems in society. But with Kansuk, you wouldn't have that issue because not only would you have these security safeguards in place uh, by joining the Trans-Tasman Travel Agreement, what we would also do is security through the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance. Mm-hmm. Which is a human military and signals intelligence sharing cooperation between Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, the United Kingdom, and in addition to the United States as well. So there's plenty of safeguards in place for this to work. And the issue of security and terror- terrorism would not actually um, y- y- you know, hold-, hold any ground in this argument whatsoever.
1: Okay, so y- you say that you have a lot of support. And, and of course, Andrew Shear and Aaron O'Toole on the right. But is this a bipartisan, um, you know, thing? Do you have any support from, from the uh, prime minister? And does this become an election issue, do you think?
0: I mean, it certainly does. We're hoping that a lot of parties are going to adopt this as an election issue. And we, we are a nonpartisan organization. We're completely independent. I mean, any coincidence that we have of certain parties, liking what we do and, you know, it's not just a right-wing issue. I mean, for example, the newly elected New Zealand government in, uh, you know, newly elected government in New Zealand is also supportive of closer Commonwealth cooperation, especially with the Kansas countries too. And they, you could argue, are a left-wing government. So there's certainly a non-partisan initiative that benefits citizens of all backgrounds, all political agendas. Um, And it's certainly something that we are looking to target is everybody within these demographics, not just those on the right or those on the left. And it certainly would be an election issue. We're hoping now, as the election approaches in 2019 in Canada, we are outreaching to a lot of the parties, you know, mainly Conservatives, Liberals and NDP. And we're asking for their support. And we are waiting now to hear back from them and see if anybody would obviously support us. Of course, we have support now within the Conservatives. Uh, Well, a lot of Conservative members in Canada. We are now looking to get support as well from the Liberals and the NDP to make this a sort of non-partisan idea that can progress forward in time.
1: Yeah, it would certainly be interesting given, um, you know, TPP isn't going anywhere right now and and trade deals aren't really happening. If those aren't in place by the next election, it would certainly, I think, uh, create more of a conversation about why not do it instead of, you know, we can't do it.
0: Exactly. And, you know, a big issue right now is NAFTA. You yeah. know, with, with, uh, with Donald Trump also not supporting or, or being on the side of NAFTA as well, the backup for Canada or, or, you know, for a lot of people, the commonsensical agenda then would be, OK, well, if NAFTA is not going to work out in this sense, why not endorse a Canada free trade agreement? I mean, what we're promoting there is also economic growth uh, for Canada. Um, along with, you know, the reduction and the removal of tariffs, uh, removal of barriers to commerce. And um, also along with the trade agreement, you could also have the free movement agreement as well, which increases and which uh, creates an increased labor market pool for greater business development, uh, innovation and investment within Canada. So uh, the positives are certainly there. And of course, that's something that we want to emphasize towards the next election in 2019. So parties will take note and say, hey, this is actually a very good idea. We should adopt this as party policy.
1: Let's see where it takes us. Thanks, James.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Appreciate it. James Skinner joins us. He is, of course, with the Commonwealth Freedom Movement Organization.